Hello and welcome to Mint Dialogue episode number 119. This interview is with Odile Rougeol, the Chief Data and Strategy Officer at Orange France. In this podcast, Odile and I discuss the importance of digital in Orange's strategy, the need and opportunity as a top executive to embrace digital, the challenges of customer centricity with an omni-channel customer, and of course, we also chat about the importance of data. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to the quick. Enjoy the show. All right, so Odile, thank you so much for coming on. Um, so listen, can you tell us, Odile, uh, who you are, what, you, what, your, what your position is at Orange? It's a Pleasure to be with you, Minter. Uh, I'm actually the chief uh, data uh, and strategy officer for Orange in France. And I, uh, before, I have been uh, working for Royal for 13 years. And my latest job was CEO uh, for a Lancome brand, cosmetic brand. So more an international career. All right, so I think it would be useful for us to know a little bit more exactly what is a chief data officer. So uh, strategy and data, it means that we deal with a lot of information uh, with different uh, entities and departments like marketing, uh, IT, customer relationship, and to try to do the best to use the data that we've got uh, with the consent of our uh, customers and make sure that we've got the better satisfaction that we can have, so the better customer experience. What are some of the challenges in compiling all that data? Because you clearly, at Orange, have a lot of data over the mobile, on your website, coming into stores. How are you, how are you managing the compilation of the data? It's true that we've got a lot of data about our customers by transactions, uh, in stores, customer relationship, in social media. We try to do our best to enrich it with our partners. That can be Meteo France, for instance, or Google, or, or uh, Facebook, Twitter, or other uh, partners such as big companies, in insurance company, etc. Uh, but at the same time, we try to do uh, the best to have the value of this data. So we work as a team to cross information and to make sure that uh, we've got the best uh, results with this information uh, to make sure that we take into account the context, who you are, Minter, what you like, what is your behavior, again, with some concerns when uh, it, it means that we cross information that we can't uh, cross if we don't have the opt-in, what we call the, the legal uh, way to have your, uh, your agreements on using this data. I mean, we're going to get into a number of other questions, but it just I'm listening to you and I'm getting a little inspired. In the end, of the, this, this position is something you created, is that correct? That's true that we created the position of uh, Chief Strategy and Data Officer in France, yes. So, in, in fact, in creating this position, you must be in some ways being disruptive or and creating change within the organization. Is that fair? That's true that um, 
speaking about data means that you have a CEO that needs to be a role model and think that the impulse, that the, the energy uh, comes from him or from her. I'm very lucky because Stéphane Richard is obsessed by data with, uh, as you have perhaps heard in the Hello Show, he presented the data venue with uh, um, agreements and partnership with uh, web developers, startups, other companies to make sure that we invent new things. Uh, having information that we share with partners. And uh, Delphine Arnott can see, can see uh, CEO for Orantrans is obsessed by making sure that we improve the experience of our customers. Uh, we've got a lot of information by our sensors on the networks, our equipments, uh, TV, screens, apps, uh, and we need to make sure that we again take into account the context of the customer to make sure that we personalize the uh, answer uh, that we uh, proposed to him or to her. Mm. All right, so at Orange France, how, how does, because I mean, before you, of course, we're, you were in marketing as well, how does digital fit into your strategy and your organization? Digital means uh, for Orange, um, it's very transversal because we don't speak about digital, it's everywhere. Uh, that means it's uh, in the way we, we touch our customer or, or the customer contact us, whether on social media, apps, e-care, on the website, anywhere. And it can be when they purchase or when they use a product and where, when they have an issue, for instance. So we make sure that we speak a lot about uh, the touch points and not cross-canal, omni-canal, because in a way we need to talk about the customer with the way they, they use us and, and they want to connect with us. So I would say it's an engineer culture in, in Orange, uh, very tech-oriented. Um, the difference is perhaps to be more and more user and customer uh, behavior-oriented. Um, so using digital to become more customer-centric or more focused on the customer. Yeah, that's true. The digital, a few years ago, it was still the website. Now it's the smartphone. When, for instance, when people prepare their purchase uh, and they come in our stores, we've got 1,000 stores in France. Most of the time, they are very well informed about the price, what they want. They want to choose a new iPhone or Samsung or Nokia or whatever, but they, they have the information with them. And most of the time, even in the store, they continue to be connected and to have information. So it's not digital again against uh, physical experience, it's we know that they're connected before, during the purchase and after for sure when they use the product. So we, we want to be here where they are and to be adapted to their behavior. From time to time they want to order on the web and then click and collect in the closest store uh, in, to their home. That's great. So, Odile, your, your personal journey with digital, what, what persuaded you the desire, the need to embrace digital? Hmm. When I've been working for Lancôme, I was thinking that digital was e-shopping e and making sure that uh, wherever you are, especially for big countries such as uh, the US or China, wherever you are, whatever the moment you can be connected to the brand and you can order and to be delivered. Then when I arrived in Orange, we were uh, in, in a crisis, I would say, uh, in France with uh, 
an impact about uh, the, the social crisis. So we had to be open to what was going on and to listen to the customers and to listen to people, what they were saying about us, even in from time to time. It was not very nice, but just to understand and to be connected. So I was obsessed at that time with social media. I think the big revolution we've got now, it's uh, I've got, like you, uh, my smartphone, a tablet. I think uh, when we see surveys, we will have, what, 10 to 20 uh, Internet of Things. So that means equipments, whether on, on ourselves or at home, uh, to, to measure and, and to help us in our life. So it's quite exciting. And at the same time, we need to have a, an ethic about what we do and a behavior that is uh, creating a trust relationship with our customers. So that's our obsession now. That's why I see digital as a new opportunity when, when you think about data and Internet of Things. Beautiful. It, it sort of makes you the head spin when you think about all the opportunities that are out there and, and how you're going to make choice between, you know, the Internet of Things is everything, but then, you know, should we be focused on the wearables or should we be focused on, you know, fashion items, you know, a la Apple Watch? Where are we going to go? So, um, what's, if you, you know, in your experience now, I mean, if you want to go back to the long-term days as well, but up until up until now, what would you say is the one thing that you've learned about digital and its role in the business and with customers? Huh. What I would say when what I've learned from digital is that you learn every day. <laughs> it's like Socrates saying, I know that I don't know anything. <laughs> so uh, I, the good advice uh, I will give to people is not to think that there is a solution. You take the key and you've got it. You need to build agile uh, ecosystem and perhaps from time to time it's difficult even in Orange we've got key competitors but at the same time key partners such as Google and, and Facebook and we have great information that we share in order to for instance give a better experience to uh, people that look at TV channels on uh, Orange with Orange Cinema Series or on Twitter uh, we try to recruit new customers using uh, the data that we have with Twitter when they're upset by uh, their equipment uh, with people. So I, I think the revolution is more not to think there is a solution, but to try each time to invent something. So what we say in Orange is uh, we need to think big, start small, and scale fast. We use that for data, and I think it's very relevant, in fact, because uh, you need to have a vision, but at the same time to learn from each experiment that you've got, and then to try with an industrial way to by the tools, by the processes, to make sure that you scale fast. Because if your experiment is only on 1,000 people and you've got 20 million uh, customers, like for mobile customers, uh, you need to, to go further. So for instance, we have signed for a data management platform uh, that will help us to connect the touch points uh, on what I call search, displays and, and CRM uh, in order to try to connect the dots and to have a better experience for the customer. Finding the right platform is, is uh, especially if you're in an engineering company, it's almost like a first thought. But for you, you've presumably you've had to sort of digest all the options, evaluate them. And, and how do you dimension the platform for your needs? Hmm. So, uh, 
we have the vision for the platform for these three years to come. And we're very pragmatical, so we put information on what we call the hub data, not to be confused with what I call the data management platform, which is more on, on search, display, and CRM. So this huge platform, IT platform that we create, uh, is more with the sensors that we've got on our networks, and we've got a lot of opportunities to deal with uh, customer experience on, on, on the networks. I give just an example. This summer, we have sent to all the customers that could have a storm close to their house, a mail, and 8 million mails, and then SMS four hours before the storm to say, please disconnect your box. You could have uh, an issue with this storm. If they didn't do it, but uh, some of them did it, so we have uh, avoided uh, 22,000 box cow, uh, in fact. So we have avoided that cost and that problem for the customer. And then if they didn't disconnect, for instance, you're not in Biarritz and I sent to you an SMS saying your box in Biarritz is not okay, then you will receive an SMS saying, oh, we are sorry, your box is cow. Please, uh, that is the number to change it and the address of the closest store to, to your house. That's a very, uh, I would say, a simple example, but very good for our customer. We have seen the NPS and CNPS increasing by 20 points because people think the company is doing the effort towards me and I don't have to call them. Yeah, because you're being proactive. Yeah, exactly. That's beautiful. All right, so really, um, and I think you and I discussed this at different levels before, but we're talking about digital and digital strategy, and we've talked a lot with data about the customer and the customer data. For you, Adila, at Orange, how important is being customer-centric as part of your digital strategy? Hmm. What we usually say together, whether marketing, customer relationship, or people in charge of sales, is that we need to uh, acknowledge that we know the customer. That means if Minter, you come in a store, I need to know the latest interaction that you had, even in uh, by by voice or by uh, Twitter. We, we need to to know what issues you could have and what you like. Uh, so that means if you've got, uh, I don't know, five mobiles at home and your teenager doesn't have the, 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 the same forfait as you, and you've got a box, but perhaps another box in another house, we need to, to know your equipment, but also what you like. Which means that if you're a big fan, for instance, of uh, soccer or, or foot, uh, they will recommend to you, if they've got time in the store, uh, the little apps for League One with the perfect uh, uh, an appropriate experience if you're big, a big fan of, of football and having all the, the deep experience around that. If you're a teenager and Game of Thrones, it would be more to help you to have this little attention, an everyday attention to try to make sure that uh, you've got the feeling that uh, you, you are very important to us and we personalize the experience. It's funny listening to you. Um, I, I hear a lot of people saying, well, digital is about getting a thousand little things right. And, and, and there I'm hearing you say it's about a lot of the little details. Uh, you know, Minter's desire for football, my kid's desire for Game of Thrones, and, and it's about piecing those together to make the customer feel that I'm being taken care of. I would say that digital most of the time uh, make people concerned and, and a little distant because they've got the feeling it's the contrary of being human. 
I think in what you explained, Mint, and in what I, I try to express is that it's more and more human. Uh, that means uh, if you have not the right answer, you need to have a click and to be able to, to, to talk to someone and to have a chat perhaps to better understand something. So you need in any touch points to be able to be connected to someone that talks to you and help you to find a solution. At Orange, is customer centricity a, a thought, a buzzword, a part of your strategy? Does, where does it sit in, in the way you're approaching digital? Our customer uh, approach is to have a, a, a one ID, I would say. The issue we've got is, as you know, from time to time, people give a mail that is not exactly the right way to connect with them. And uh, the phone number is very important. So the fact that whatever the point of contact, and we've got, as you know, millions of interactions and millions of customers that uh, uh, we deal with, whether on broadband, uh, TV, or uh, on mobile, we need to make sure that we, we understand who is this person and has conversation with the brand and the, uh, the company, not like, uh, I would say, silo and having a, uh, a part of the experience. I think the most, the, the most uh, frustrating part is when a customer has to repeat and repeat again the issue he's got and his concern. So hear you. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, we're talking with digital. You know, one of the great things about digital, as we know, is we can measure everything. You know, as opposed to that wonderful idea of you know advertising great. I don't know which one it's hitting the fifty percent and so. On. So what are the key KPIs for digital that you use to track at the board level? For sure, as many companies, we measure satisfaction with NPS, Net Promoter Score. That means people that like the product and the offer and the brand compared to the people that are, uh, I would say, uh, disappointed. Uh, we've got the CNPS to, to track, I would say, on the different uh, uh, experience, whether purchase, assistance, Etc. What's what's going on? And then there is what we call the customer effort. I think the most important thing is more and more to make sure that, and I don't know how to measure it now, honestly, uh, the customer relationship with the lifetime value uh, of a company and a customer being able to have a long relationship, like friends or family. Uh, if we are a partner and people trust our company and our brand. Uh, we need to make sure that even in the way we recognize the effort of salespeople, uh, they are not thinking, oh, I need to sell that product, but they need to make sure Minter, Minter should be happy because I know who he is and I've done the best solution that I could offer to him at that moment of his life. Yeah, it reminds me a deal of um, Gary Vaynerchuk, who, when we always get the story about the ROI, you know, how much, you know, what's your ROI? And he says, all right, listen, if, if you want me to answer that question, just answer, answer me one simple question. What is the ROI of your mother? <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> it leads you back to that lifetime value. And, you know, what? It, you know it's important, so let's do what we need to do in order for your mother to be happy. That's a good story. So that's Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, in, in a... Um, in, in knowing that where we're saying that the customer has to imp be important and a part of it, 
what does it take to get to really know your customer? And I would say that more from a management standpoint. Hmm. To know your customer, what do you mean? Well, what does it take in order for you to, to feel like you really do know your customer? Uh, you have your data, you have behavior, there are different elements of it. And in order for you to be able to create the best promotions or the best approaches towards your customer, what do you think it is? I think we didn't say it in the discussion we are. When we speak about big data, I prefer the the word data intelligence to better know the customer and to make sure we know the context and his he or his preference or her preferences, uh, behaviors, uh, what he likes or she likes. That means most of the time we need to do it in real time. So I think when we say the age of context, I think it's a book of uh, uh, a very brilliant guy, Scoble, Scoble, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think most of the time when we know the customer, even if we know the customer and the answer is three weeks after, that's not good. For instance, I give an example on that. Uh, we try to, to manage the resiliation. So we look at who, who uh, surf on, I want to, uh, to resiliate my contract. But when we answered to them or called them, it was too late because we called them two days after. And most of the time, during three weeks, they have thought about that moment where they will resiliate. So it was too late. So we are improving. So that means the moments, the, what we call the memorable moment or the sensitive moment, is very important. For instance, if you move from a house to another house, we know it's a lot of concern. Because if during three weeks you're not connected at your new house, that's a headache. Uh, your children are crazy. They don't have the TV. They don't have the connection on internet. Uh, that's that's very difficult. So there are some key moments in life, but also key moments in the way uh, we we propose the product. When you've got a new device, you want the explanations, or when you want your new TV at home, and we install the TV. It's very important. So the moments I would say is very important, and the real time or Nearly real time. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was at the Internet Retailing Conference in London today, which is a brilliant conference that's run by Ian Jindal. And one of the, the three big themes was time. And, and so, well, how do you define time? And then what do you do with time? And then, you know, with this notion of real time. And gosh, we've changed. We've had to change a lot. So. When, when you talk about this notion, the importance of real-time Adelia Orange, how have you, what have you had to do within the organization in order for there to be a real understanding and alignment around operating in real-time around the customer's needs? I would say I'm enough looking the organization in Orange France to be reporting to the CEO, so that's helping a lot because as a transversal head and chief strategy and data officer, you can make sure that there are some committees where you make sure that we speak about the customer and all people are aligned, whether IT team, uh, technical team on the network, marketing team, etc. Uh, then uh, when I, I say again, think big, start small, scale fast, is to learn to fail from time to time. Else, when we say, 
uh, test and learn, we don't learn. If you're successful every time, there's something wrong. That means the goals are not enough ambitious and you don't have enough uh, experiments on the way. So I, I think the big deal was to animate the community because we've got people on data, whether data analysts, web developers, designers, uh, architects on IT, or uh, chief of projects everywhere, uh, in every uh, uh, teams, in fact. So we've got, I, I would say, uh, uh, half of uh, 1,000, around 500 people in France working on data. So we did big meetings to make people meet, like uh, meeting other people, and then small meetings, like a pizza team, uh, with eight people around the table from different teams and working, uh, for instance, on fiber and how to make sure that new customers were recruited or on uh, upsell on TV. So very uh, defined and, and small projects with uh, a clear timing and, and KPI at the end and return on investments. That sounds like a really fun meeting to be attending, Odile. Yeah, that was, that's fun. I would say 400 people in a room or 10 people, different sizes, but at the same time, it's the same energy because people are excited. Right. Uh, when, when you speak about big data or data intelligence, you've got the, you know, the sparkle in the eyes that show that people think it's a revolution and that they participate to it to have a better customer experience. So that's a good news for all of us. Well, the part that gets me excited is the idea of mixing the different metiers together because you've got IT specialists, the web, the, the analytics, the, you know, the, all these people coming together and actually creating together because there's no blueprint pre-written. You're having to write your history. That's true. We invent a new story and it's a new page that we write together. So last question for you, Adil. Um, and, and, and perhaps with, with Delphine Ernot, your, your uh, boss and CEO of Orange France, it's not quite as relevant today as it may have been in the past when you had to kickstart as you were doing when you were running marketing, the whole digital program and digital marketing side. But what are the key arguments in your mind that help win over the top executive, the CEO, when you're proposing digital projects? you know, invest in my data story? What, what are the kinds of arguments to get them to say, got it? I, I think the, uh, the thing that all top managers understand is uh, the horizontal way. That means it's not hierarchical. We need to listen to people and to make sure that the project management are not, you've got uh, a team with a budget and with a return on investment or a business model that is, uh, with a business plan for these three years. So they understand that you need to explore. And when you explore, you don't know exactly what you will find. But they understand, I will say, uh, uh, with a lot of uh, conviction uh, that uh, uh, there is value for the customer and also for the company uh, to build together and to build with some other partners that we mentioned, whether agencies, data management platform, people like partners like Weborama, Comscore, a lot of people in the ecosystem. So what is interesting is that the alliance or partnership won't be the same for the years to come, but uh, I, I've got a strong feeling that it's not a one solution with key players. That will be a lot of opportunities for smart companies and small companies. I'm very impressed by uh, some startups that with 50 people or even 10 people do a huge job for key companies and huge amount of data with millions of customers. 
that's very impressive. And I think French uh, uh, companies and startups are uh, very good at that. Uh, we've got uh, math and statistical and analytical skills, uh, very rigorous mind thinking, uh, very good uh, people in algorithm, and uh, I, I don't think we, we need to be ashamed about uh, what's going on in the Silicon Valley, even if we admire a lot uh, what's going on here and, and a lot of uh, very relevant people in, in uh, San Francisco and uh, Palo Alto. Well, not to mention the fact that Silicon Valley is, is sprinkled with lots of French engineers and uh, oh. and startups. So, I mean, just, I'm going to add one more thing because you, you mentioned it, is uh, the startups and partnerships. To what extent are you, well, how, how important is it and how are you managing with working with startups? Are you trying to embed them into Orange or keep them outdoors? What's your approach towards startups? Hello. For startups, we've got um, different approaches. One is to try to help them, not to finance them, because I think it will be very dangerous for them. <laughs> We're too big, they're too small, and, and you know, it's more to help them to find our final customers. Uh, for instance, we have held the first generation of Orange Fab uh, promotion coming from uh, Silicon Valley to find uh, huge markets in uh, Africa. Um, I remember an idea was, which was to recycle uh, your, uh, your mobile and to make sure that you could refill your mobile by the energy uh, of uh, being on a bicycle. That's a, that can seem crazy, but in some little villages, it's very important to have electricity and, and to make sure that you can refill your, your battery by yourself. So um, uh, that's the kind of uh, uh, help we, we give and also mentorship. That means they meet a lot of people from different uh, uh, entities such as uh, Technosant, innovation, uh, marketing, sales, digital, web, uh, to try to help them. Then the second approach is to have open API and to have like data venue, uh, an approach that is uh, giving sets of data uh, for sure that can, can be anonymized uh, in order to try to help them to create new services. But if they don't have the data, even if they're smart, that's complicated for them to play and to invent new things. So uh, the, the approach of data venue that uh, Stefan Richard presented in the Hello Show is, is part of this story. That's beautiful. Odile, I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking this evening. That was a pleasure to see you, even if uh, we, we, had, we had some problem of connection. Uh, that was a real pleasure. Determination is a great talent. As a great <laughs> Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, that's mindset with a Y, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please do rate it on iTunes. That really makes my day. Happy trails and enjoy Josh Sachs's Painted Fingers. Oh, fill me all your colors any different way to rid me of the gray and heal me with all your imperfections that you mention in your lack of
Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.